on today's episode of Locked on A's. I've got a guest. It's Ryan Finkelstein, and we are going to try and create a trade scenario that would send Matt Chapman over to the Mets. Why am I doing this? I, it's content, you guys. I don't want to do it, but it might happen, so we're going to go over it. So that's what we're doing on today's episode. Let's get into it. You are Locked on A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 379 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, I am joined by a very special guest. We have never spoken to each other. It's Ryan Finkelstein of Locked On Mets. We've DM'd, but I've never heard yes. and listened to his podcast. I've heard his voice. I'm lying. It's, it's theatrics. Ryan, how the heck are you? Doing good. You know, I'm glad that the playoffs are over. I don't have to keep on seeing the Braves winning games and, and I don't have to be reminded every night of where the Mets could have been this year. So I'm happy to uh, transition to more offseason talk. Are you saying that you were rooting for the Astros in the World Series? Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. You know, okay, you know you're this... not a real Mets fan if you're rooting for the Braves under any circumstance. I don't care oh. how much you might hate the Astros. Personally, if it was the Yankees Braves, that would have been the only a series that would have yeah. been tough, but I think I still would probably have pulled for the Yankees. I would have, I would have talked myself into a New York angle. I think. Uh, yeah, going for the uh, community pride or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you root for the Astros against teams that are not in your division? If they were playing a team not in your division or the Yankees, would you root for them? If it was the, I was going to say the Phillies, uh, the the Milwaukee Brewers. If it was them instead, would you have been rooting for the Astros? No, no, it would have been Brewers. It would have been Brewers. Okay. But again, you know, if it Braves, no chance, no chance. I almost called it an entire episode. I was like, yeah, you're not getting Matt Chapman anymore. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. All right, so uh, you wanted the. You want Matt Chapman. I have Matt Chapman. You want to create a deal for Matt Chapman. Why do you want Matt Chapman? I just want to see what it looks like to have Matt Chapman and Francisco Lindor play defense next to each other. It would be absolutely ridiculous. I, I do. As I prepare for this podcast, I've gone through some numbers. I have some concerns. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that if the Mets were to dip into the trade market this offseason at third base, it's either going to be Matt Chapman or uh, Jose Ramirez, and I think Ramirez might cost a little bit more. So Matt Chapman could be more realistic uh, for the Mets, and like I said, that defense would just be spectacular to watch. It, that I don't know why people get to do that, where they're like, yeah, Francisco Lindor and Matt Chapman, that sounds like fun, right? And I'm like, hey, I'd like to have a guy on my team for five years. That'd be cool. <laughs> Trust me, I used to feel the same way. Steve Cohen now <laughs> makes me think these these players have a little more of a longer lifespan with the Mets than they used to be in the past. Oh, for sure. Um, I, I guess, I mean, yeah, obviously I get to watch him every day. And you see other people go and play third base if he's, you know, down with hip surgery or something like that. And you're like, wow, he is really, really good over there. He makes every single play he is throwing out d gordon speedster d gordon while playing shortstop and fielding a bunt down the third base line he is 
phenomenal at defense. And uh, you kind of just take it for granted on a day-in, day-out basis. And I am assuming at some point in the near future, whether it's during the offseason, if he's going to the Mets, it probably be the offseason, uh, or during the trade deadline, get a taste of what it's like without Matt Chapman there. And it's going to be dark. It's not going to be fun. Who's going to play third base? Logan Davidson? He's fine. Do I want him well, to? No, I, I would prefer Matt Chapman. Well, I'm hoping I can get uh, J.D. Davis worked into this deal. And then you could go from the best to the worst and see what that, that feels like. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, man, you jerk. Please don't do that to me. <laughs> uh, you, could, you could decline the package with, with J.D. in there. Uh, it is it is firmly declined. <laughs> I, and there are guys that I would like on the Mets, but I don't think that they would fit the like on the Mets active roster, but they don't fit the A's necessary, like uh, their, their timeline. I don't think, mm-hmm. um, you know, Conforto would be nice, but he's a free agent, correct? Yeah. Free agent. Yeah. It, it, they've got guys, but they just don't fit what the A's are doing right now. And uh, so we're, we're going to be looking at the minor leagues Um what, what questions do you have about Matt Chapman that I can field for you right now? Yeah, I think the one thing that I was looking at is, you know, his best years, 2018, 2019, that's mm-hmm. when we really saw Matt Chapman with the war over six each of those years. It seems like the last two seasons, what I saw was the strikeouts yeah. went way up, over 30%, whereas in those two great years, it was around 20, 22%. So what has that been? What's he looked like as a hitter? Is there something concerning moving forward? Or, or just, you know, a 2020 season you can't take too much from, and then just a lot of strikeouts this year. What I think it is, is he had hip surgery uh, after like 32 games in 2020. And so his hip had been bothering him beforehand in 2020. And so when your hips aren't working, your swing's not working. And so I think that that was a big part of it. And then 2021 was just him recovering from hip surgery all year. I think he's going to be pretty good in 2022 is my guess. Can you bank on that if you're acquiring somebody and trade up to that value? Probably not. It wouldn't necessarily be smart, but I think that that is the trick for the A's is do they hold on to him for a a few more months and wait until the July trade deadline and then move him? Or do they, if they get a fair package, I think that he is on the table, but we, we know what he is capable of. And that's that 29 or 2018, 2019 that you just talked about and how how much is that hip injury affecting him and how much is that affecting his trade value? Can the A's get him back up to that 2018, 2019 trade value if they hold on to him for just a couple of months and get even, even more prospects and get an jump start on their rebuild if they hold on to him for those couple of months. And that's, I think that it's going to be uh, the big question for the Mets is how much are they going to be anteing up to, to make it worth the A's while. And uh, that's, that's the question of the offseason. And also for the A's, what kind of a rebuild are they going for? Are they going to be going after like a couple of blue chippers? Are they going to be looking at somebody like Brett Beatty from the Mets? Or are they going to be going after a slew of like 15 to 20 ranked guys and uh, building up their depth? That's going to be another fun question to tackle. Uh, Do you have anything else for this segment that you would like to get off your chest before we send it over to break? No, I think you pretty much answered right there. I was going to ask, uh, you know, what the A's would be thinking right now. Is, is it the time to move them or is it a situation where they should wait to the deadline? But I think you kind of laid it out there. I, I think that there is certainly a case to be made that maybe you let them play it out. But uh, obviously, if the Mets pony up Brett Beatty, which we might talk about here in a second, that might be a package that uh, the A's would want to jump on. 
I, I definitely think that there's there's room to be to to you know maneuver here, but it's a matter of the teams coming to an agreement, which sounds very simple, but there's a lot at play in that sentence. So uh, we're going to work through all that, and I'm going to take Ryan for all he's worth in the next segment. So stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. I love Thanksgiving. All of the good food and treats and plenty of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert that is not so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for some Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories. That is a lot of calories, you guys. And that is on the low end of pies. I love pie. And that just made me sad for Thanksgiving now. But Built Bar... That makes me happy for Thanksgiving because most of them only have 130 calories and only four grams of sugar and plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut built bar or go for a raspberry built bar instead of the raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. I'm on board built bar. They have low calorie, low carb, low fat and high protein covered in 100% real chocolate and built is the uh, is a great option for when you're hungry. It will make things less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried Built Bar yet. New surprises every month and limited time flavors are arriving all the time at Built.com. So check in on the site very, very often. Go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. And if you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, make sure to follow us on our new YouTube page. It's blowing up. Almost, almost 200 subscribers. It's absolutely on fire right now. Ryan, where can the people find you? Find me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan and find Locked On Mets wherever you find Locked On A's. There you go. Easy. Done. Yep. And also, thank you, everybody, for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. And if this is a, if you're listening to this on the Locked On Mets feed, same thing. Thank you. Thank you from both of us. <laughs> That's right. All right. So uh, this is where you're going to be doing some heavy lifting, Ryan. What is your pack? Who are some guys that you're throwing my way if you're going after Matt Chapman? Who do you want to offer me and then uh, sell sell me on them? I guess is the I mean, other I part think, of that. I think naturally, you know, these conversations would take place and the A's would call the Mets. And right now there'd be no one to answer the phone because they still don't have a GM. But um, once they get someone in place, you know, they'll have a short list of prospects that they'd probably be interested in. And I think to go through some of the top names, I would say Brett Beatty and Mark Fantos, that, that's probably where we're going to be talking about mm -hmm. here. Um, uh, some prospects under that. I think Khalil Lee would be a prospect the Mets would be trying to push this offseason. Uh, he just had a, a really strong season in AAA. They got him last offseason mm -hmm. as part of the Andrew Benintendi deal. He led the uh, the Northeast in, in AAA in uh, WRC+. Plus. So that had him as the best hitter in that league. Got on base a ton, does strike out a ton, but uh, certainly an athletic guy. Stole a lot of bases the year prior and uh, – an interesting prospect. I think the Mets, if they could get Matt Chapman with Khalil Lee being the headliner, they'd be thrilled. <laughs> but I don't imagine that happening. Um, yeah. JT Jin, another prospect. This is a guy that I think he was drafted in the second round by the Mets. Long season um, in high A. So 
I think those are a couple of names that that we could talk about, but really it'll come down to Mark Vientos and Brett Beatty, I believe. And th- these are two third base prospects, a little bit different. Uh, Brett Beatty, a little more all around. Mark Vientos, a hitter that could probably be in the lineup for the A's next season. A guy that just had a great year, ended up in AAA by the end of the season. Uh, you know, Arm Layton, our Locked On Prospects host, He's talked about how Vientos has 40 home run power, and I think that's something that will entice any team. It, it, it even would scare the Mets to move that type of pop-up because he doesn't have a great glove. I think the Mets would be very willing to move him. So I think if you're the Mets in this situation, I've been talking about these two guys since the last offseason. I think you're always starting with Vientos, and if the conversation has to lead to Brett Beatty, that's generally how things would go. So if you offer Mark Vientos, are you also offering somebody like JT Ginn or Khalil Lee, or is it one of those four guys and then whoever else? What 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 is your gauge on that? So I think it's interesting. I could see the Mets, if they were to give up um, a Vientos or a Beatty, I could, for one, I, I would say for Vientos, you have a much better chance of getting another prospect in this deal. If we're talking Brett Beatty, I think the Mets would push pretty hard for like a one for one type of trade. And I don't know if that's something that the athletics would be interested in to, to, I don't know how the optics of that are to just give up this ready-made, you know, superstar third baseman for a third baseman prospect that still hasn't established themselves. So I don't know about the optics of that, but I think that's the way the Mets would go. I could see a situation where the Mets would try to expand this package and maybe get uh, a starting pitcher, whether that's Chris Bassett, Sean, was it Minaya? I never know how to pronounce his name. Minaya. Minaya, yeah. So they could get another starter for their rotation, very similar to how they got Carlos Carrasco in the Lindor trade. That's something I could see, especially if they're giving up one of these guys where you would start off with a Vientos or a Beatty, and then, yeah, maybe you throw in a Jin or some of these other prospects to fill out a package. That could be interesting. Um, I don't think that they're going to do a one-for-one, especially if his defense isn't good, because you go from Matt Chapman to, uh, you know, it, you go Brett Beatty and his glove isn't quite as good and people are going to jump all over him if he is not hitting uh, just because maybe not as much as they would in New York, but be like, uh, we traded Matt Chapman one for one for this guy. It, it probably yeah. wouldn't go well. I don't, I, they, they need some other pieces in there. So I could see them going Mark Vientos and some, maybe not one of the other, you know, I, I think that uh, the guys that you actually mentioned were actually above Mark Vientos according to Pipeline. Let me double check. Da, da, da. No, they are slightly below. Uh, JT Gann is the number five prospect. Vientos is number six. And then you got Khalil Lee at number eight. You might have to go down into the teens a little bit to get some of those other guys. And the Mets have plenty of pitching prospects. And I was talking to a uh, good friend, Arm Layton, on my show last night. And uh, that, that, that episode went up today. And we were just talking about some guys and I was saying that I think that the A's should go after more hitters because they have a harder time developing hitters than pitchers. And so it's an it's an interesting trade pairing, I think, that the Mets and the A's because the Mets have so much pitching, young pitching too. Um, are there some pitchers that you think could be in this mix as well? Well, I think the problem is the Mets just traded so much pitching under the mm-hmm. Brody Van Wagen in tenure. Yeah. Um, so they have guys coming up like Tyler McGill, uh, came out of nowhere this year and had a, a pretty strong rookie season at the big league level. You have some other guys, Adam Aller uh, had a good year. There's there's a few others, but I think the Mets 
might be trying to hold on to that pitching depth. They just don't have a ton of it. Um, you know, I, I think that overall they would be maybe looking to push some of their position players. Jalen Palmer had a really nice season. So that's another name that, could, that you could watch. A very versatile player can go all over the field. And and I, and I one thing I think that we should spend a little more time on, on Beatty and Vientos. I do think there is a misconception right now about what Brett Beatty is defensively. Vientos, the concerns are real. But everything I've heard is Brett Beatty has got himself into a much better place defensively. He came in this year a lot more athletic, lighter on his feet, added some range. Uh, someone that I think now, before it was, you know, can he get to league average defensively? Now I think the assumption is he's going to be a league average defender with maybe some upside to okay. be better. And so if he can keep growing, I, I really do think Brett Beatty has a chance to be an all-around third baseman. He's never going to be Matt Chapman defensively. Who is? I mean, Nobody. unless you're Nolan Arenado, you're not going to be Matt Chapman. So – but I do think that Brett Beatty has a chance to be a really good all-around player, and I think that's that's the push and pull for the Mets, right? It's it's do you give up Brett Beatty uh, for Matt Chapman for the fully re realized product, or do you hang on and you know re-sign Jonathan VR and and just wait for the kids, and they, they might go that route. I mean, with Degrom and you know those guys ready and aging a little bit. The window's kind of now. The A's can pick and choose who they do want a little bit in this situation. And I think that another interesting question for the A's to answer uh, is if they do move Matt Chapman, would they be okay sacrificing a little bit of defense for somebody like a Brett Beatty who offers a little bit more upside offensively? And then at worst, it's it's an even product. Maybe you even come out a little bit ahead. It there, There's a lot of math that goes into that. I do not do that kind of math front offices do. And so that is a question for them, but that is an interesting topic. I think of conversation in these discussions is would they be able to get enough value offensively? Uh, and you know, is he going to provide enough defensively? And you also mentioned at the beginning of this, uh, the Mets don't have a GM. Are they going to be making trades? Cause I I've talked about this in our group chat a little bit, but with the CBA looming and the lockout looming, and potentially frozen rosters for who knows how long. I expect November to be a, pre a pretty big month. And who's making these calls? Are, th are the Mets actually going to be wheeling and dealing in until they get a GM? It's such a tough question to answer. I mean, on my show, I've gotten to the point where I just put my hands up and said, like, I, I can't talk about it. Like, what am I going to say? Every day, new exec interviews, 24 to 48 hours later, they have decided that they don't want any part of the Mets. So it, it's really <laughs> tough to talk about. Um, I mean, they didn't have to phrase it like that, but yeah. <laughs> it's that's it's the way if it, it, it's been going. So I, I do think that there's going to be some resolution soon. I mean, all, uh, Sandy Alderson's going to be at the GM meetings. He's going to be running things, which, you know, I, I think Mets fans are about <laughs> done with Sandy, but, you know, that that's where we're at. Um, at, at some point, they're going to get some resolution. I imagine – within the next two weeks. I would have said that two weeks ago though. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. At some point, something will give, but there's still a chance that it's just some people in the front office get promoted. Um, yeah. They can still make moves though. I, I, I still think that at, the one thing that's been clear is Steve Cohen wants to be aggressive. So mm -hmm. even if it's Steve Cohen playing fantasy baseball, I think the Mets are going to be aggressive. The, the question is, are they going to be making bad moves because they don't have the right people in place? That is a... A good question, actually. Do, are there people 
that you think could still be in the running or is it going to be just people getting promoted uh, from jobs that they already have? Are there still um, people from the outside that are being rumored right now? Yeah. I mean, like I said, we hear new names every day, uh, but uh, it, it's so tough to know uh, right now. I, I'm really 50, 50 on it. I can't give you a clear answer just because there's been so much mixed reporting going on. So, and they might be, uh, you know, want nothing to do with the Mets by the time this posts in, you know, 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry that Billy Bean didn't want to take the job. I, I apologize for that. Um, yeah. yeah. Do that. <laughs> All right. Coming up on the show, we are putting together an actual trade and we'll see if, uh, if I agree, I guess, I guess I have to agree, or maybe he has to agree. We have to come to an agreement. So that's what we're doing next on locked on A's. So stay locked in with locked on A's and we'll be right back. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, props, odds, and lines than ever before. Jason cannot speak today. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. That is all caps, one word, LOCKED on i don't know why i did two words on locked on one word from basketball football baseball which is over never mind don't read baseball anymore jason uh nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and that is because bet online is where the game starts Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to leave us a review. Those are very helpful. I uh, I always appreciate reading the kind words as well. Make sure to uh, subscribe to the new YouTube page, follow the podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts, and uh, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter, and you can also email us any questions to lockedathletics at gmail.com. Brian, one more time, where can the people find you? They can follow me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan and follow Locked On Mets wherever you get Locked On A's. Love it. All right, so let's have you offer the package. What what package are you considering to land the services of one Matthew Chapman? So I, I guess JD's already off the table. Uh, <laughs> I really wanted to work that in there. I'm I'm, I'm kind of sick of watching him play for the Mets. Um. I will take J.D. Davis as a DH candidate if you want to take like Elvis Andrews, just his salary. I, I will, I will make Ooh, that happen. Uh, that's that's uh that's that's a tough that's a that's a whole other podcast of, of pain there. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say the starting point would, would be Mark Vientos. Uh, obviously, you're not going to do a Vientos for Chapman one for one there, mm -hmm. but I, I would start off and, and, and say Mark Vientos and Khalil Lee. For Matt Chapman, and you can pick a lottery ticket arm that that's like under 19 years old. I, I don't care which one; just just pick a lottery ticket, and, and we'll we'll get three names in that package. Oh, okay. Let's look. There's nobody under 19. Okay, there's Junior Santos. He's 20. There you go. He's a righty. There you go. Does, does he throw hard? Probably. I don't know. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Usually, you got to throw hard if you're that age and this high. On he had a one five whip though. Ah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I do I hate that? Yeah, <laughs> but he it wasn't throw. necessarily you gotta pitch him out of pitch. Yeah, it, he didn't. I don't like his strikeout numbers. I'm just scouting the stat line right now. <laughs> uh, what do you know about Cal, uh, Calvin Ziegler? 
Uh, he is, uh, I think he's a little bit older, I believe. Uh, was a college reliever, if I'm not mistaken? I uh, he's uh, 19. I don't I think, we- oh, Ziggler. Oh, you know Ziggler. what? Yeah. Now I know who it is. I think he was there. They were really high on him. Uh, I believe they got him pretty early in the last draft. So I don't believe that he would be on the table in a trade like this. Oh, too bad. He's mine now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, then they got a uh, Robert Dominguez. He's another righty. He pitched in rookie ball. He was 19. He's also the number nine ranked prospect. So we're, that would be three top 10 prospects in the Mets system, which, on paper, if you're grading trades, sounds nice on an on-paper deal. Um, he has a 60 fastball. I like that. Uh, he has 55 curveball, which is good. So he has two pitches. Maybe that's makes him a reliever uh, long-term, but he also was just in the uh, the Florida League. So we'll see. He hasn't pitched in, you know, short or uh, full-season ball yet. So, well, I, I'd want a little bit more track record, but th- these are the kind of wild-card picks that you're taking uh, as a – wild card you know addition to a trade he's six foot five i like that he throws 99 yeah the a's need speed the a's need guys that throw hard just because i don't know the met system terribly well and he is ranked number nine uh so this would be mark vantos the number six prospect in the met system uh khalil lee who is fine i'm okay with that he's 23 he could also play in the big leagues next year so start that clock a little bit but I'm okay with that. He's a number eight prospect. And then Robert Dominguez is the number nine prospect. And it's kind of a flyer, but you're getting some decent value. And you're getting two guys that could potentially be playing for you in the majors in 2022, which for better, I, I don't know if that's the timeline that the A's are necessarily wanting to work with, but I mean, they're good players. I'll take it. Uh, that, that would be a decent starting point, I think. Is that Does that sound okay to you? Yeah, I, I think so. I think the one thing that I'll say about, about Mark Vientos in particular, I, I believe that he's in a very similar position as Pete Alonso was heading into the 2019 season, where Alonso had proven himself offensively, never got that call, and all he heard was you can't play defense at the big league level. And, you know, I'm sure Mark Vientos right now, if one of his buddies is a Mets fan, is listening to Locked On Mets, and here's me and Arm talking about how Vientos can't play a position. Like it's not like these guys are robots that don't hear us. He knows that the noise right now is that he can't play defense. And that's the only thing standing in his way of realizing that MLB dream. So I would not be surprised. The one thing that, that I think we do sometimes is we don't, we, we make the evaluations. We don't believe that these guys can improve. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Mark Vientos is ever going to be a quality, great defensive player, but I do think that, over the offseason, he can get himself to the point that he's passable. And at the end of the day, what you're trading for is someone that could be a middle of the order bat for you that's cheap for years. So I think that is the package that would probably intrigue the Mets the most if they could hang on mm-hmm. to, to a lot of their other guys. I think if we were to talk a Brett Beatty package, like I said before, I think they would want to get a starter in return as well. I don't know who they would – because for me, I'd want to move the starters – to other teams probably yeah and not as a let's go get brett Beatty. it'd be like a montas to the giants maybe mania to the blue jays those are two teams that i've floated before i can also see uh bassett potentially to the giants he feels like a giants kind of pitcher um that montas and bassett both feel like giants kind of pitchers and the blue jays need pitching too so uh that that's kind of where i put them in my head i could also see the red sox being in play i feel like 
they can get into a, a little bit of a bidding war because they've got three pretty good starting pitchers that they could just ask, not for the moon, but get really, really good packages. I don't know that they're necessarily going to be super sold on Brett Beatty and wanting to give up Chapman and one of those guys in order to get Brett Beatty. And that's no offense to Brett Beatty, but by any means, but yeah. I think that they would be just fine with Mark Vientos and then some. In, in yeah, order I think to do that, that. F- from a Mets perspective, I think that for them to give up a Brett Beatty, uh, I, I think that it's, they would just want a little bit mm-hmm. like, like Brett Beatty is the one piece they can move this off season that can really put them over the top. So mm-hmm. If you were going to put him in this deal, you're certainly calling, you know, Cleveland and seeing if Brett Beatty can be the starting point on a Ramirez trade. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure there's a lot of other places they might shop him. So I, I think that for the Mets, Brett Beatty, obviously a little more untouchable. If they can get away with this and then they could get a trade done with Vientos as the centerpiece. The beautiful thing is Beatty still at least a year away. I would think, I mean, if mm-hmm. everything breaks right next year, he could make the big league club at some point, but what you could do is you have two years of Matt Chapman. And then, you know, if you decide that Beatty is the answer, then you can move on from Chapman and Beatty could, could fill right in. So it could make a lot of sense for their timeline to make a move if they kept Beatty. For sure. And one thing with Mark Vantos, uh, I I don't know that this is something that would happen by any means, but the A's do have history with a guy who likes working on players defense and he's done it a couple of times with third baseman in the past, and that is Ron Washington, who could be a manager sometime soon. The A's need a manager. Is he the right guy necessarily? Not, no. But does he have ties? Yes. Would he be good for a potentially young group of guys and improve somebody like Mark Vientos and his defense? I think that if they got somebody like Mark Vientos and they needed just better defense at third base, I think that Ron Washington would probably be a fairly decent hire uh, as the the next A's manager, uh, given his ties and whatnot. And the fact that he's probably good for young guys and uh, he, he was not going to be the next world series coach, or he's probably not going to be there when they open up the new ballpark, hopefully at Howard terminal. Uh, so that would be my guess is, Hey, maybe they, they couple him with a Ron Washington if they went the Mark Vientos route. And uh, that that's just me. I don't know. Um, are you happy with this? Are you happy with this trade? Uh, I, I would say that the, the only sticking point would be I would probably, if I was the GM making the move, I would certainly be looking a little bit deeper into that, that pitcher that you threw in um, <laughs> and to see, see who, who would be the, the best arm there. I, I do think that uh, Khalil Lee and uh, Mark Vientos is a very good starting point. And then from that point on, you could round out a package. Maybe somebody not in the top 30. And maybe, then, uh, you're like, this guy was good in rookie ball. You know, like yeah. the, the Astros, I hate giving them kudos, but they, they always find people that like uh, Jordan Alvarez hadn't played yet. And they're like, yeah, we throw him into this deal. <laughs> and yeah, yeah he, he'll be a rookie. He's fine. <laughs> they, they've done it so many times and I hate them for it. And yet you rooted for them in the World Series. I, I, I rooted against I the Braves. I rooted <laughs> yes. against the Braves. There's a big difference. <laughs> I rooted for the Meteor. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Ryan. Um, one, one more time, where can the people find you and uh, the podcast and everything that you do? Again, uh, Finkelstein Ryan on Twitter. Uh, Locked on Mets, wherever you get your podcast, as well as on YouTube. You can also find some of my writing uh, at JustBaseball.com, working with Arm over there as well. Uh, is he a good boss? Yeah, he's pretty good. You know, he's, 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 good. A, he's okay. a pretty 
Yeah, yeah, it's pretty nice guy. He's all right. Uh, when I had Javi on last week, he had we had to bleep some things. Oh wow. He, he was airing some laundry. He wasn't. He was. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And thank you guys so much again for making Locked On Ace your first listen of the day. Now I it says to make go make locked on MLB your next lesson. No, go make locked on Mets your next lesson. Ryan, go. great guy over here. I keep listen to, to the, the same direction. show twice. Listen yeah. to it on your your side, then on my side. I mean, no, no. Listen to the episode after this where you just talk crap about this experience and go with that. Um, yeah, Ryan does great work over at Locked On Mets, and he also has a YouTube page. So if you're on YouTube, type in Locked On Mets, subscribe, and then uh, you know tackle him in the comments it, from from me. All right, but that is all that we got for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland. And I will talk at you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.